I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Good afternoon. I am Lee Lonsberry. You are listening to Live Mike. That's the name of this new program. This is episode six. And I'll tell you what, when I started this program, I was pretty nervous. But luckily for me, there's been plenty to talk to. Today is no exception to that. Impeachment. Uh, I've been saying it all day. Before we go to bed this evening, we will have an impeached president. That's the highest of likelihoods. It's an unfortunate thing. If you are of one mind and uh, a reason for celebration, if you're of another, I happen to be in the camp of folks who uh, finds this to be a, a pretty sad day. Uh, I have earlier today extended an invitation to all of the House members of uh, of. I'm sorry, the all House members here from Utah. So that's four of them. Uh, that's Rob Bishop. We spoke to him already. Uh, in just a moment, we'll speak to John Curtis. Later in the program, Chris Stewart. I also reached out to Ben McAdams, and uh, he has not yet uh, let us know if he'd be available. So three out of four, uh, that ain't bad. This segment, we're going to be speaking to uh, John Curtis. Representative Curtis, I'm grateful to you for joining us. How are you, sir? Hello, Lee. We miss you out here. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's making reference to my last job. I used to work. I I work right next door to you. Uh, you and I would cross paths. I'd be having breakfast. You'd be often, I think, coming from the gym or something fit. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're glad you're in Salt Lake right now. It's not so bad here. It's real. It's a nice, comfortable, beautiful place. I'm grateful to KSL for welcoming me back. Uh, listen, you. you woke up this morning knowing that you would be voting on articles of impeachment against the president of the United States. Uh, your vote will be forever attached to a historical moment. Uh, how, how does that strike you? Well, um, you know, it's interesting, Lee, as you, you mentioned, I woke up this morning. The reality of it is when I was elected, I told my staff within a couple of days uh, after I was elected that I would be voting on impeachment. I think many of us have seen this moment coming for, for two or three years. And um, that's, I think, one of the unfortunate things about the moment. It almost feels pre predestined. I, I think that's, uh, I think you're understating that. This absolutely was the objective of Democrats coming into power uh, in the most recent elections. We heard uh, Representative once talking about a conversation she had with her son. She said, we're going to go out there and we're going to impeach. And you know how the quote follows. Uh, absolutely, uh, there has been an objective, and for a while it has been a search uh, only to find an excuse. It didn't work out with Mueller. Uh, here we've got Ukraine before us. What are what are the, the spirits like out there? When you talk to uh, fellow members of Congress on either side of the aisle, uh, in the halls there, as today transpires, what are spirits like? You know, um, I was thinking about that very question, and the best, I can come up with one single word that describes it. And that's resolute. Everybody really for weeks has been resolute 
Um, you, you know this, the, the polls are showing that nobody is really being convinced of anything. And I think there's just a really strong feeling of, can we get this vote over? We already know what it will be. Uh, but can we get it over to the Senate? We already know what's going to happen over there. Can we just get this behind us? I'm going to have to beg your pardon, sir. You earlier this morning had uh, a conversation with Debbie Dejanovic, uh, and she I, shared... I know it's coming. I'm in trouble here in my office. It's coming. I'm going to play it. Here's 27 <laughs> seconds of a conversation between uh, Congressman Curtis and Debbie Dejanovic this morning. Uh, he, he may not like it, but I can tell you what, it is probably the most apropos explanation of how folks are feeling today. Here we go. You know when you have the stomach flu... And, and and you just like let it all come out, right? And and then how much better you feel after yeah. you throw up, right? Yeah. I think that's how we're going to feel tomorrow. I think this is a collective, to be honest, it's vomit, right? And yeah. that after I'm hoping that we all feel better. We can start working together again. We can heal. Like we need to heal, right? I mean, we all know that, and and, and unfortunately, it probably won't happen until we're past the Senate. What will tomorrow feel like? What, what will the work <laughs> being done tomorrow uh, look like? Well, so first of all, I'm in trouble because my staff told me not to use that analogy, but I used it anyway because it just fits. Uh, I can t- let me tell you what, in the, in the newsroom, we're all passing it around. It's hilarious. It's great. It's apropos. <laughs> I think it accurately describes exactly how not only yourself, uh, sir, feels, but uh, how the rest of us feel as well. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day, though. And I think I'm really pleased that we're going to vote on the uh, MCA, the Mexican-Canadian Trade Agreement. Um, it, 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 I think we need that as part of the healing process to do something where we can show that we can work together. Uh, it's a great uh, – the, the, the MCA is really, really good for Utah. It's good for the country. Uh, so that's, that'll be a nice way to leave and go home for Christmas. Let me give you a break from impeachment. I saw a tweet come out of your office not too long ago. Uh, you have signed your name to a letter seeking uh, a recognition for a, a good son of Utah. Tell us about that, if you wouldn't mind. So are you, are you talking about Jerry Washburn? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Gail Halverson, the candy bomber. Uh, oh, there's sure, the, the yeah. letter you signed. We, we actually... we, we, we uh, um, uh, Jerry Washburn served as a mayor at the same time I did, and we were also doing some work for him, so I wasn't sure if that's No, my, my apologies, and I, and I didn't let you know I was going to talk to you about this, so that's my apologies. Yeah. Let's talk, though, about uh, about that gentleman, though, another time. Yeah, the candy bomber, we all love him. It's such a great story. Um, it impacted, I think, a lot of lives in a really positive way. The story is just moving, and I, I think Utah is very proud that that uh, he makes a home in Utah. The request in the letter is uh, to for Gail Halverson, the candy bomber. And as some of us here in Utah remember, I think it was maybe six or seven years ago, he participated in that great Christmas concert that takes place down at the conference center. Uh, I remember they were uh, parachuted in from the rafters, little bits of candy. He there in his yeah. flight suit before us all. It was uh, an inspiring thing. And as I think about it now, I'm getting chills, the, the same chills I got uh, then that night. The letter requests the of the president that uh, Gail Halverson, the candy bomber, received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That is an honor reserved for uh, the, the the excellent of the excellent. Uh, well, wh- why is Halverson deserving of that? I think because he brings out um, the best in us. His story, as you mentioned, it, it, it really just brings chills and it inspires all of us uh, to be a better person, to get along uh, with people, to help people, um, to not judge and those are all things we need right now in our country.
I, I, I'm not sure why this question just occurred to me, but it's back uh, on the topic of impeachment. We have about uh, two minutes left to, to speak. We're speaking uh, now to Congressman John Curtis. Uh, he later today will be casting uh, a, a vote against articles of impeachment uh, of the presidents of the United States, a historic day. It's, it's not just us adults who uh, are, are facing this news and learning about this, uh, but, but children are as well. I, I have my, my own daughter uh, was a little bit ill uh, over the past couple of days, and I've been thinking about her a lot. I just saw a picture pop up, and I, I asked myself, uh, how do I explain to her what's happening uh, today? And again, this is another question I didn't uh, let you know I was going to be asking you, but how, what, what would you advise me uh, uh, when I go to explain to my daughter what's happened today? Well, I think uh, if I were sitting down with my grandkids, I would talk to them about um, the, the, the multiple layers of safety that have been built into our fabulous system of government that is, we call it, a great experiment. Um, if you don't like what happens in the House today, or if you don't like how John Curtis or Ben McAdams voted, there are multiple layers of safety. This is now going to the Senate, and, and this is a really beautiful thing. Um, the, the way that our three branches of government work together and the way that the House and the Senate work together. And it should give people some degree of comfort that over the long haul, the right things happen. And that is really what's so remarkable about our government. And sometimes people get concerned about the divisiveness. And I point back to the times in history. And I, I believe strongly that our country is self-healing and uh, that we still have wonderful days ahead of us. And I just, uh, I, that's what I would love our youth to know. All right. We've been speaking to 3rd District Congressman John Curtis. He today will cast a vote against articles of impeachment for the President of the United States. Uh, today is going to be pretty impeachment heavy, but tomorrow will be a new day and we'll talk about new topics. Uh, today, though, uh, we, there is a certain amount of attention that we need to, to pay to this important topic. Uh, Representative Curtis, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thanks for calling uh, in and we will speak again in the future, I'm sure. I look forward to it, Lee. Best to you. Thanks a lot. Uh, next up on the program, we're going to turn our attention back to gun sales in the county of Salt Lake. Uh, there are some gun shows coming up, and they will face new restrictions, as announced by Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson. We're going to talk to uh, w- one of the folks involved in those gun shows uh, next uh, here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.